I do want to remind you that just because I'm in a church building does not mean this is the church. The church is the body of believers. Um, I do have to say that and clarify that. Um, so <laughs> I know we, we have this idea of church as some kind of building, but that's not the case. The church is the body of Christ. Um, and wherever the body is, that's where the church is. So I do want to clarify that. Um, so I uh, have a thought, and um, God's kind of been giving me this thought, and um, I do want to share that here tonight with you. Um, and I pray that um, we really hear what the Lord is trying to say to uh, each of us uh, during this uh, 2020 uh, kind of Christmas day, well, a week from Christmas, uh, Sunday service. So we're just going to pray. In Jesus' name, Lord, we believe, God, that you have a word for us. God, we are so grateful, Jesus, to be part of your kingdom. So grateful, God, for all the miraculous things you are doing in 2020 that you've already done. And, and we're so excited, God, for 2021, Lord, as you begin to move to a church to a new season. And we're so excited, God, for all the new opportunities and the new things that are coming. And I know, Lord, you've been working, Lord. You've been working behind the scenes. And God, you've been working mightily during this time and not only touching our hearts, Lord God, and helping us to focus on you, Jesus, but also the hearts and minds of America and, and the world, Lord God, as they start to realize, Lord, that they need to lean on something more than, you know, their idols, Lord. And I pray that you, God, become the center of everything we do. We love you, Jesus. We give you the glory in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. He had been starving, exhausted, half dead, as he wandered the streets of Oroville, California. He knew his appearance in public was a death sentence, and it was only a matter of time before he would breathe his last breath. He surrendered himself at a butcher shop, giving up the fight. The butchers could not understand him. Because a Native American, and they called the police where he was escorted out of town. The sheriff, afraid for his life, the Native American's life, arrested him and put him in a padded jail, jail cell. And the media heard about him. And the incident and the news of this real live Native American spread like wildfire. This wild Indian, as newspapers called it, was found in California. And everyone was interested in to know what a wild Indian looks like. And they tried to get a glimpse of this Native American. And one newspaper wrote, the last wild Native American in America. Another newspaper wrote, the last American Aboriginal. His name was Ishi. It was part of the Yahi tribe that no longer existed with the exception of himself. He was the last of his kind. He was the last of his kind, and that's my title for tonight. Most people in the area thought all the Indians were killed in the area by the 49ers decades ago. However, they were mistaken as they quickly learned the harrowing story of Ishii, and how he had managed to survive all this time. He was born during the time when the 49ers, a side note, the gold rush happened in 1849, so all those who came for the 
great, you know, gold rush here in California, hence the name of 49ers, quickly moved into California with the discovery of gold. And the tribe the Ishi came from, from the Yana, which some estimates put close to three to 4,000 people, quickly vanished to just 30 people in 10 years. When Ishii was a young boy, vigilantes invaded their village and began to shoot anyone on sight. Ishii's father was killed as him and his mother jumped into the river near their village. They saved themselves from the vigilantes, pulling themselves out on the opposite bank of the river. Looking back as black smoke rises upon the California sky, hearing gunshots from afar, they went quickly into hiding avoiding all settlers, and they managed somehow to survive while evading settlers for 50 years. They avoided all human contact. Finally, Ishii was left with just his sick mother, an elderly man, and his sister. One day, they were, they were around a fire when they heard people coming to their settlement. Struck with fear, Ishii ran into the woods leaving his sick mother behind. His sister and an elderly man ran in the opposite direction. The intruders were a survey team hired by the Oral Light and Power Company to survey the surrounding area. When they stumbled into the Indian camp, they went through all the stuff and found a sick old woman hiding under the blankets. The men grabbed the blankets and whatever food there was, including anything that they could get a hold of with their hands, and they left the sick woman to die on her own. Ishii came back and moved his mother to a new camp. He waited for weeks, but he never saw his sister again or the elderly man. Ishii's mother would soon die from her sickness. And Ishii would be alone, the last of the Yahi or the Mill Creek Indians. He lived in solitude for three years, surviving on what he could come by as most of his equipment was stolen by the survey team. He was isolated. He was alone, in need of human contact. And he takes a desperate action, leaving an area he has known very well to visit settlers he has been avoiding for the last 50 years. Eventually, two professors of anthropology of the University of California, Alfred Crowbrand and T.T. Waterman come to claim the Native American. Both became guardians of Ishii for the next five years. Ishii lived at the university's museum while teaching the professors whatever he was able to communicate about the Yahi people. Corbin learns conversational Yahi and gives the name Ishii to the Native American, which means man in Yahi. Ishii never gives his true name because in his culture, only another Yahi can give his name to others. And they never found out his true name because there was no Yahi to present him. On March 25, 1960, Ishii passes away from tuberculosis and the last Yahi departs the world. When Ishii passed away, the Yahi passed away. He was the last of his kind. An entire tribe, 
An entire culture, an entire language disappears from the face of the earth. When Ishi passed away, the Yahi passed away. An entire legacy and culture of an entire group disappears with the death of a single individual. The last of his kind. Now I want to talk to you tonight about someone who was the first of his kind. Romans chapter 8 verse 29. It states, and when we know that all things work together for good for those who, are love, who love God, who are called according to his purposes, because those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, and that his son would be, watch this, the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. The firstborn. Verse 30 And those he predestined, he also called. And those he called, he also justified. And those he justified, he also glorified. What then shall we say about these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? What are we talking about? Jesus is the first of his kind, and we are one of many who will walk the same path he has walked. He is not just an example, but he represents what we will become. A glorified body, part of his tribe. We're going to be part of a new tribe. We're going to be part of new humanity. I'll read some more scripture to give us context. Colossians chapter 1 verse 15. He is the image, in Greek, ikon, which we get our modern-day term for icon, or a 21st century listener, you'd probably more think of an app, of of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. Verse 16, For all things in heaven and on earth was created in him, and all things, whether visible or invisible, whether thrones or dominions, whether principalities or powers. And we are all fully aware that we do not battle flesh and blood, but our warfare is spiritual. We can take comfort because Jesus has power over the darkness. And you, my dear brother and sister, are fighting things you cannot see. It's not about some election. It's not about all this hatred in our world, we are fighting with darkness and principalities. There's darkness in this world, and we are fighting the good fight. And Jesus is in charge. All things were created through him and for him. Verse 17, he himself is before all things, and all things are held together in him. All of this is in the perfect tense in Greek, meaning there's future ramifications that in the end, everything that happens, he uses it to connect. Whether that is separating things, whether that is shaking things, all of it, everything is for his purpose. Verse 18 
He is the head of the body. He is the head of the church. The church doesn't belong to the pastoral team. The church doesn't belong to the church board. He is in charge. He decides what happens. He's the one in charge. He's the one that has the purpose. It's his mission. And guess what? We have to submit to that mission. We are part of his tribe. We are part of his nation. He's in charge. As well as the beginning, the firstborn from the dead. The firstborn from the dead. He was the first human being to be raised with an incorruptible glorified body. He is the firstborn of a new humanity, which is to be glorified as it is exalted, as the exalted Lord is glorified. BDAG. It's my reference. So that he himself may become first in all things. He is the first of his kind. The first of a new humanity, a new tribe, a new family. And we are part of this tribe. We are part of this family. We are one of many. We are part of something bigger than ourselves. And if we read Revelations, it brings it all together. Revelation 7, chapter 7, verse 9. After these things I looked, and here was an enormous crowd that no one could count, made up of persons from every nation, tribe, people, language, standing before the throne, before the Lamb, dressed in long white robes and with palm trees in their hands. And they were shouting out in a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God, who is seated on the throne to the Lamb. The king is in charge. But when Yishi passed away, the Yahi passed away. It's kind of one of the articles I was talking about. When I pass away, nothing passes away, but the mission of God continues. Now, I'm not trying to minimize Ishii's struggles or what he had to go through. But I do want us to see the connection here. There is being added daily to the church. And the tribe of God is continuing to grow daily. Because we are one of many. And Jesus, the first of his kind, has paved the way for us. We, actually, if you really think about it, we are ahead of the curve. Because there's going to come a time where we will all be asked, do we want to join the tribe of Jesus? There's going to come a time where my kids, they're going to have to answer that question. And I pray to God that I've given enough and that I've done enough that they answer correctly. But that's out of my control. They're going to have to answer that. Are they going to join this tribe? There's going to come a time where everyone will be asked, do they want to, draw, do they want to join the tribe of Jesus? This Christmas, help me, Lord, to be reminded 
what tribe I belong to. Again, I've, I've said it before on recorded sermons, and I'll say it here tonight. We see factions, we see people breaking away, but the tribe of God continues. The church of God is powerful. It is in charge. It is moving forth with whatever the Spirit is leading. And we have to be sensitive to see where the Spirit is leading us. Are we listening to the Spirit of God? Are we really part of this tribe? Because remember, who is the head of this church? It's not me or it's not anyone here. It's Jesus. He's in charge. He's the head. This is his tribe. I'm part of it. I'm glad to be part of it. I wouldn't want to be part of anything else. Do you belong to his tribe? It's a question you're going to have to answer. Are you part of this tribe? Are you part of this spirit? Yishi was isolated for three years, had no connections to anyone. You have a connection to God. You have brothers and sisters throughout this world. You are not the last of your kind. When you pass away, the mission continues. We are all part of this, whether we decide to be part of it or not. The Spirit keeps moving. God keeps moving. Do we want to join it? Do we want to be part of it? Do we want to really be part of this tribe that continues to move forward? This new thing God is doing, do I want to be part of it? Or no, God. I have made idols in my life, and I'm not able to move forward. What is God calling you to do? We're at the eve, not Christmas Eve, but we're at the eve of this pandemic. Things are slowly coming to a close. As the vaccine gets distributed, people slowly go back to their normal lives. What are you going to do? You go back? Are you changed? I read an a article saying the people that have been benefiting the most, um, that have been the happiest, is those regular church attenders who've been connected somehow to the body of Christ. But there has been a shaking. There has been a separation. Do we still want to cling on to Jesus? He's all we need. Are we part of this tribe? Are we part of what the Spirit is doing here in Newark? Are we connected? Or is God doing something new and we just don't want to be part of it? I've, I've learned one thing in my 15, 16 years of serving God is that I, wherever the Spirit goes, that's where I want to be. When the Israelites were leaving and um, they had the ark before them and they wanted to keep the ark in front. 
They wanted to be led by God. Are you being led by God? I don't know, I'm kind of feeling, I don't know why I'm going this way, but I'm a little bit off my notes here. But are you being led by God? Are you being led by your own past? Are you being led by what you want? Or are you being led by God? There is a difference, my dear brother and sister. And tonight I'm asking, are we being led to be part of this tribe? Are we submitting ourselves to the king? He was the first of his kind. He is what we will all become. We are all going to become new humanity with our glorified bodies. We're ahead of the curve. Do you want to continue and be part of this tribe? There's a lot of voices right now. A lot of things happening. Are we hearing the voice of God? Are we connected to him? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We're going to pray in Jesus' name. I pray, Lord, that God, this, this week on Christmas, Lord, that I keep you center. God, I'm so glad that I'm part of your tribe. I pray that I'm always led by your spirit. And I pray, God, that my kids are always led by you. Whether I pass on my Persian roots or my Persian language, I pray the most thing I pass on to my kids, the most important thing is that, God, they have a love for you, that they have their own personal relationship with you, Jesus, that they want to talk to you, Lord, that they lean on you, Jesus. And I know, Lord, at, at first they lean on me, but I pray to God that when I pass, that they lean on you, Jesus. God, they're the most valuable thing I have. I pray that they lean on you. I pray right now, Jesus, that this time, Lord, that we would all stay safe, Jesus, that we would keep you in the center of everything we're doing. And, Lord, that we might be not in this sanctuary, God. I know I'm preaching to an empty sanctuary, but, Lord, I know the body of Christ right now is listening to me, Lord, in their homes or at their workplace or in their car, wherever they might be. And I pray, Lord, let your spirit touch them right now in Jesus' name. I pray, God, that you would help them, Lord. Bless them, Jesus, and help them, God, to navigate this pandemic, Lord. If they have questions, Jesus, I pray that you answer them. If they have a financial need, Jesus, that you would, Lord, bless them financially, Lord. If, if they have concerns, Lord God, about their unsaved loved ones, Lord God, that you would, Lord, give them direction, Jesus, that you would, Lord God, give them the correct path to deal with their loved ones, Lord. And I pray that this Christmas, Jesus, in this unique year, Lord God, where we have to learn and we have learned over the past year, Jesus, that we have to rely on you, Lord, that you, God, are the only thing that we need. Help us, God, to make our decision as we enter the new year. Do we want to be part of your tribe? Do we want to be part of your kingdom? Or are we going to fall away? As the winds begin to shake and as we are dealt, Lord, with our personal struggles in our past, God, does that overtake us? Or, Lord, do we really understand that you are in charge? 
that you are in charge of flesh, principalities, God, dominion, whatever it might be, God. You, whether it's invisible or visible, God, you reign supreme. You're in the center, God, and you, God, are the center of our past or whatever it might be that is hindering, God, what you have for our lives. I pray right now in Jesus' name, God, that you would penetrate that. God, that you would move into our lives. God, come inside our home. Come inside our workplace. Come inside my life. And that you would touch me. Jesus' name, Jesus' name, Jesus' name, Jesus' name. Amen, amen.